3: Good morning. Good morning, everyone. I'm Dottie Herman. And, of course, you should know by now that we're the only show on talk radio that is all about real estate and everything that has to do with real estate, which, of course, is it used to be just about everything. It still is. But I think this virus is kind of taking over. And I hope that soon it won't be. uh, So, I mean, hopefully soon it'll be a very hard and tough memory that we have. Hopefully, eventually, this will be like other viruses that kind of we get a herd mentality. Um, because you know, real estate is a topic of endless fascination for all of us. And even throughout this whole crisis, uh, people are still kind of going online and looking for real estate. I'm going to give you some stats on what real estate is actually doing. Um, no hype, just real. Uh, We've been on real estate, we've been on this show for nine years now, and it's been our pleasure, and we try to keep you informed on everything that's going on that you should know about. Um, Did you know that real estate has been the foundation of wealth for 90% of the world's millionaires? And not only is it the best investment, I think, that you can make, but you can live in it. You can create dreams in it, and all of our homes are As much as we'd like to get out of them uh, at this moment in time, it's really our safe haven. It's where we go with our friends, our family. It's where we feel safe, whether it's tiny, whether it's big. As they say, your home is your castle. And remember, a home doesn't have to be a palace. It can be any size and shape as long as you feel safe there and try to do what I do and try to make it as much As me, like my house is me, you could walk in and know it's mine because everything that I love is in it. Um, We love our listeners here at Iron Real Estate, and we're hoping that you all stay safe and keep the guidelines. Um, Ace Watersupop is with us. Ace is a senior vice president at Citizens Bank, which works with Douglas Elliman as a preferred lender. Citizens is one of the nation's oldest and largest financial institutions in the country, and we thank them for their support. They help their customers by providing an integrated experience that includes mobile and online banking, a 24-7 customer contact center, and the convenience of approximately 3,200 ATMs and over 1,150 branch offices. Um, So give us a call at 866-970-9622 with your mortgage questions or go to CitizensBank.com. Okay. Um, my phone is ringing because I forgot to shut it off, so I, I apologize. I'm declining. it. Um, welcome back, Stephen Ebert, who is a partner at Barton LLC, one of the top real estate firms in the city. Stephen represents purchases, sellers, financial institutions, investors, condominiums, um, condominium associations, homeowners associations, you name it, he represents it. So if you have any legal questions, and I want to thank Steve also for giving up his time to help anybody out who has a question. Uh, Normally, they clock you for time when you talk to an attorney, but Steve gives up his day every Saturday, as Ace does, to make sure that you're informed and that you know everything you need to know. And you also know what you don't know, because I think that's an intelligent person, somebody who knows what they don't know, because... Nobody knows everything. And when you meet somebody who knows, good morning, when you meet somebody who knows everything, uh, you should run the other way.
1: <laughs>
3: because nobody <laughs> does. Remember, you can face That's me on true, Facebook, Daddy. Twitter. That is so true. You can face me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, an email at com and I put links to Steven and Aces and Sherry will be here at 11 o'clock, all of their websites. So it's a very seamless thing to do. And if you haven't gotten good at technology, you need to get there because I think I've, uh, you know, it's when you're forced to do something, I think I've got better than I've been in the last, I don't know how many years. So um, hopefully you're all going on Zoom and Facebook and apps and people are all finding ways to connect with each other. And, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. I do want to say I'm really sorry about what's going on in the world now. With all this going on, it's the last thing that we need. So I'm hoping that everybody and all the protesters realize you have a right to protest and you certainly should do and express your views. But again, this is the USA and one of the things that I pride us with is the fact that we can have a difference of an opinion and we're allowed to speak about that. That's what makes us different than a lot of other countries. Um, and so protesting is fine, but hopefully uh, you don't go and destroy properties of people that have nothing to do with things and everyone tries to stay safe. I, I was up all last night. Why? I mean, I'm an insomniac anyway, so it wasn't only that, but I, I just couldn't help watch it. Now I did see a little excerpt from New York where somebody said, you know, we're not here to uh, hurt anybody. We're not here to burn anything down. We're here to just try to get our point across. Uh, but I'm not sure that that's how it ended up. So hopefully today we'll be a little bit calmer and we'll protest safely. Uh, you know, I was in the city for the first time probably in I want to say two months, I have a bad hip and I had some conditions that I really shouldn't be around in in the city. And I had to go back for my dentist and my hip. And it was kind of weird. um, I I had all these visions of what I was going to see because I've listened to the media and they say, oh, there's rats and there's this and there's that. And it was relatively clean, but very calm. And um, obviously I went to my building where nobody really was. And I went to um, the dentist, and after the dentist, I I said, well, you know, I was going to call my ride and my cell phone, which is acting out. And unfortunately, there's no Apple stores that I know near me open, so my phone died. And I probably had to walk I don't know how many miles, which on a normal day is okay, but with a bad hip, it's tough. And as I'm walking, I had to stop because my hip was killing me. But I stopped at a Starbucks, and it was kind of, oh, my God, Starbucks is open. I haven't had a Starbucks for I don't know how long. And that's kind of a little thing in life that sometimes you take for granted. And I was very pleased that I thought they handled, they let one person in at a time. Uh, You had to give your order. Everybody had gloves and masks on. And then you had to go outside and wait. You can let somebody else give their order, and then when your order was ready, they called your name outside, and then you went back in and picked everything up. And for the couple of miles that I walked yesterday, um, I would say that most of the people did have masks on in New York, so I was pleased to see that. Uh, And it was quiet. It was quiet. It was kind of weird. Have you guys been – well, you're in the city, and Ace, have you been in the city at all or not?
4: yeah i've been in the city since corona started Dottie. so uh, i've been uh one of the last people uh standing here and um it's been it's been quite the um experience to to be in the city Dottie. you know how everyone how everyone said it was the epicenter and everybody moved out it was so surreal that um i've never seen manhattan like this right so it's been so quiet and you know it, it was nice for a change actually Dottie. where <laughs> You could just walk outside, and it was so quiet.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it was quiet. The streets were actually very clean. I was listening or reading. Yeah, they said, oh, the rats, they have no place to eat. They were saying, oh, the rats have no place to eat, so they're they're coming out, and they're fighting amongst each other for food. And I was like, oh, God, that's all (laughs) I have to see. I'll lose it. But it was totally the opposite. It's probably the cleanest I've ever seen it. And I didn't even think about taxis, to be honest with you. I just never (laughs) thought about it. But they're not running. So if you think you're going to get a taxi in New York, not happening, they're just not running. They can't keep it clean or safe. So uh, getting around the city uh, is easier in some senses because there's no traffic. But um, it's still a little difficult. But I do want to tell you some good news. Manhattan, the in-contract, meaning that they actually looked at a property or did it virtually or in person. Um, They got two attorneys together, and they actually went to contract. I mean, they didn't close yet, but they went to contract. And the residential deals in contract in Manhattan jumped 52%, providing a glimmer of hope. in in a pretty grim market over the last month and a half. And this, this increase followed six weeks of consecutive declines. So that's good news. Um, the real deal also shows that totals varied by neighborhood and, um, you know, certain areas like Carnegie Hill had the highest in contract deal volume at $9.9 million for a couple of properties. And that was up, uh, from the last week. And again, numbers are kind of crazy because you have to know where they're taking them from for you to make any sense out of them. So they are taking them from numbers that were non-existent because virtually when this first happened, everything just completely shut down. Uh, actually, the the place that saw the biggest drop in value is uh, in, of in contract with Hudson Yards. And I'm not sure why. Maybe because that whole The whole Hudson Yard was built around the new mall that they opened up in the Hudson Yards, and obviously no one's going to malls at the moment. Um, And there were certain areas that didn't have any deals, but it was better than the week before, which is the best you can hope for. And new home sales also rose, um, even though the sales price dropped. Now, these are national numbers now I'm talking about. So the sales price dropped, but they actually... uh, New homes, that means brand new construction rose. And while that might, you know, it didn't rise a lot, it rose 1%. However, and that doesn't seem like a lot, but that's a good number considering that they analysts predicted they new homes would drop by 22%. So, uh, and by the way, if you live in the New York area or, you know, New Jersey, Connecticut, Long Island, uh, we have high real estate taxes and high prices because the median prices of newly built houses nationally are about 309000 which we would think was a steal, right? So um, we think that, you know, gradually it's going to pick up. And some people say there's going to be a plight, you know, there's going to be A mad rush out of New York City. And we'll talk about that later. I mean, there's a lot of difference of opinions on that. And does anybody really know 100%? Not really. Uh, But, you know, you can, what I do is I try to listen to every opinion that I can hear and then I make my own opinion. And if I'm going to make a mistake, I'd rather it be my mistake then I say oh well I listened to someone tell me that so I think that's kind of what you should do you take the data, you take all the differences that you hear and then you kind of sit back and personalize it and see how that works for you so that's good but you know so it's coming back slowly, I don't think that it will come back where till there really is a vaccine but it does present opportunities um, And what it does also show the data is that even though there's chaos and New York was the hardest hit place in the United States of America, uh, and I hope uh, nobody, the numbers are going down, but that was the hardest hit. But despite the chaos, all the data shows that New Yorkers are not leaving, are not selling their homes. Now, there's a lot of things you can read into that, which I'll talk about, because numbers are just numbers. You know, you have to put them in context. Uh, but looks, new rental listings are coming on the market. It looks like a lot of the rentals were people that re-signed their leases um, that were already in a place. Um, I read that the storage companies are in heaven because they're making a lot of money. People have Some people have moved out for a couple of months and went to stay with a relative or things of that nature. So they put some of their stuff in uh, storage and the moving companies are busy so those businesses and of course amazon must be doing what i don't even want to know how they're doing uh because i know that's all i've used is amazon Uh, but you know there's still a lot of uncertainties and tends to be that when people are uncertain they do nothing now i know ace and steven we go back a long time and and all of, of the crises that we've been through and especially as new yorkers which i think is wonderful to live in but also tough it's probably it's, it's a tough place to live in all the crises people said this that and the other thing new york always bounced back but when it first had a crisis prices generally went down and uh so as much as people kind of want to wait and say oh they want to wait mm-hmm. to hear oh the market's back it is back it's back to what it normally is I'm not sure how the stock market's doing that but the the if you are going to get a deal probably is the best time to buy when the market's not up okay so you know if you are in the market and you can do it safely which we will talk about a little today and maybe more next week as the city opens up, how it's opening up. I know Long Island opened up, uh, I believe, last Wednesday. Uh, now, you also see a lot of uh, listings on the market. So, if you're in the market to rent something, make sure you ask or you look up on Street Easy or Zillow or something, a lot of sublets, meaning that people. Yeah. Didn't give up their apartment, but they went someplace else temporarily. Maybe they had a relative. Maybe they had a second home somewhere. If they were kids, they moved in with their parents back. Uh, So sublet, meaning somebody has a lease, but they'll let you, or Steve, you want to explain that, or they'll let you use their lease. I mean, you can live in it for a certain time, even though there's a lease on it already. Correct? You want to give the exact legal interpretation of that.
5: Steven. Sure. Sure absolutely. So a sublease is when somebody uh, rents a property and then the tenant becomes like the what we call the under landlord and then they have a separate legal relationship and then somebody else pays them rent a sublease to use the space. You got to just be careful that your lease allows for that. Uh, Also, we got to distinguish between short-term and longer-term. For residential properties, they're supposed to be at least uh, 30 days in New York City. Um, And and sort of the Airbnb gets to be a little bit of an interesting, um, gone-back-and-forth quirky
3: area. Well, you know, that and not only that, seasonal rentals, like whether it's the Jersey Shores or the Hamptons, um, I um, see people who have... Rented their homes out for, let's say, March, when the whole crisis first came started in a big way, and they wanted to get them back in May, in May, the end of May or sometime in May. A lot of people are not traveling because, you know, that's all up in the air whether that's safe or not. But less people are traveling, and they can't get the people out. And I, I have a friend who unfortunately has cancer. She's a friend of a. Uh, Dr. Spree of mine and she rented out two rooms because I believe she was in Florida uh, to a mother and a son and they won't move out and that's that seems to be what's happening because they have the protection in New York to I, what is it August something that they can not be evicted and then in New York and you know very it's very different like you know you can explain that, Stephen, because in New York, you could take five years to foreclose on somebody, where in California, you can do it much quicker. Um, but if you have to evict somebody, um, Stephen, you want to tell them, oh, yeah, everyone, so, so that's so really a not an things. easy so
5: process. One, yeah, yeah. So I so want to hit on a few points that you touched on. So first off, when I mentioned the 30 days, that's a New York City rule, um, obviously that is going to be a local zoning rule so if you're having a Jersey Shore rental or a Hamptons local rules are different so so first point on that Uh, and obviously we want to distinguish between a foreclosure where if the homeowner is not paying their mortgage um, versus um, an eviction if the tenants not paying uh, rent and it puts landlords in a tricky bind because you have some of these homeowners who re, who rely on the seasonal revenue stream to pay their mortgage and their property taxes and insurance? So we're yeah. in can a Can we hold that so right a, after
3: the break? You can finish right after the break. I think we have a break coming up. We'll be right back talking about what's going on with rentals and what you should know if you're renting or you're a home and you are going to need a landlord. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to I Am Real Estate. I'm Bad
6: As life gets back to normal and we start heading back to work, don't leave your leftover stash of toilet paper exposed to rodents. Send them packing the most humane way with Plug-In Pest Free. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free, the electromagnetic device that utilises the active wiring in your home or business to keep rodents and pests away. 100% chemical-free and environmentally friendly. Just plug it in. It's that simple. My strongest performer, the Pro Unit, is good for most homes and small businesses up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair income. Is your home or business protected? If not, order yours today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code PEST20 for 20% off. That's gopestfree.com, promo code PEST20. gopestfree.com, promo code PEST20. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget. Relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that
7: works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. I've come from the doctor's clinic this morning, 28 staples out of my knee, and I am not taking painkillers. Why? Because I don't need to. I'm taking Relief Factor. Yes, it's a triple dose, but it doesn't have any negative side effects. And I am doing just fine. Thank you very much. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans while taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at ReliefFactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. That's truly remarkable to be liberated from your pain for less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me. By ordering your three-week quick starter pack today, go right now. Relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. This is your opportunity to be the next success story.
1: Your potential customers are at home right now. Are you there with them? In these uncertain times, the investment you made in digital marketing is really paying off. Thanks to Salem Surround, you're on page one of the search engines. Your online reputation is five-star. Your digital presence is accurate, and you're everywhere. Oh, wait, you're not? You don't have an effective digital marketing strategy? It's not too late. Contact Salem Surround for help. We deliver prescriptive marketing solutions to communicate with your current and future customers that not only meet your needs, but exceed your expectations. Salem Surround can help you with digital marketing during these difficult times and beyond. Total market saturation with increased return on investment. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to learn how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundnewyork.com. SurroundNewYork.com, connecting you with new customers.
0: Take AM 970, the answer, anywhere you go with our mobile app. Get in on iTunes, Google Play, or listen on TuneIn, iHeart, Alexa, or Radio.com. In an era where it's tough to know which news outlet to trust, at a time where it's difficult to find facts, not just opinion, there is an oasis in the news desert. It's the Cats Roundtable. John Katsimatidis, the personification of the American dream who built a multi-billion dollar business empire, talks with some of the nation's top newsmakers every Sunday morning at 8.30 a.m. You won't just hear partisan spin. You'll hear directly from the newsmakers who are shaping the news cycle in the city, the country, and the world. On the Katz Roundtable, you won't just hear about politics. You'll hear about science, business, education, animal rights, and any other topics that you're interested in. Catch the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning starting at 830 right after Morano in the morning on AM 970. The answer.
2: It's I on real estate. Got a question? Call eight six six nine seven zero nine six two two. 970 Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman.
3: We're back. You're listening to Ion Real Estate. Um, you can get us at 866-970-9622. And we have Stephen Hebert, who is a partner at LLC, LLC at... at, at uh, at Barton LLC, and he's talking about, we're talking about what's going on, and you should know this if you're going to rent, but you should also know this if you're a renter, that, you know, it's, even if there was no virus, if this never happened, evicting someone in New York State, and I can't speak for Connecticut and Jersey, I'm not really sure of those yet, uh, but I can tell you it's a job to get people out. It doesn't happen so quickly, and maybe you could expand on that a little, Stephen.
5: Sure, absolutely. So first of all, it does depend a little bit where you are in the state, um, you know, if you're in New York City or if you're in certain counties. And also the tricky part right now is that we're doing the phased reopening. So at the moment, um, the housing court is not open um, to bring new cases, and that will happen at some point um, over the summer. And I think that's going to vary a lot uh, depending upon where you are. And then what's going to happen is you'll probably see some backlog in time. So if you're a tenant right now, you have a bit of leverage in that your landlord does not have a legal mechanism to toss you out. Um, it's illegal in New York for landlords to self-help. They can't go into your apartment and throw your stuff in the street. They can't change the locks on you, things like that. That is illegal. Um, and and, um, so they cannot take those types of action. They have to actually go through the court process. So in the short term, the tenants really have the advantage. However, that is going to change. The courts are going to open up sooner rather than later. It's going to happen over the summer at some point, again, depending upon which county you're in. And there will, I'm sure, be a raft of landlord-tenant actions that will be filed. Um, In New York City, I would say... The process could be a six-month process um, from start to finish. That, that well, is I've seen mean, them,
3: Stephen, on Long Island. I've seen foreclosures take five years and seven years. Well, well I'm talking about years.
5: evictions, not foreclosures.
3: Oh, okay. So we're talking about rentals. So you're saying, where they actually throw you out.
5: Right. I'm, I'm talking about rentals. Now, now, now foreclosures, rentals. Right. when you have a non-payment on the mortgage versus a non-payment of the rent— Obviously, a different situation in there. The courts have a whole different process and also the difference. You know, if you're a tenant, while you could become homeless, if you're if there is an eviction action, you don't have any equity in the property. If there is a foreclosure action, you know, that's an ownership. That's probably somebody's biggest asset. Um, And it makes obviously a fundamental change in their entire life in a whole nother way, not not to discount the impact on a tenant. But when someone loses their home, it's on a whole nother financial level uh, as well. And also the defenses are very different, right? When you rent a place, if you don't pay, that's pretty obvious. Um, You know, they can look at the checks or wire transfers or a Venmo or something like that and say, did you pay, did you not? And unless if the tenant can come up with some defense, which there's not so many, it's a fairly clear case. So they could use certain defenses to buy a little bit of time, but ultimately it doesn't change they didn't pay the rent. When there's an issue with a mortgage lender, there's a whole other series of defenses and evidences, and it could be that that certain lenders could have done something illegal or improper. They may not have the right documentation. There may have been certain fees or charges that were inappropriate, so it's a much different kind of investigation, and that's why it so that does go on for quite some time. So,
3: what would you recommend? I mean, I, I I think we said last week and the week before that if you if you can, you as a landlord or you as a renter should try to work things out. Um, and if you are somebody who owns a property and you can't pay your mortgage, um, even though you know you have some 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 leeway on it, you really should call your lender and try to. Kind of work something out. Um, and I think ACE has said every single week, even though they're still saying it's not going to affect your credit, it will.
5: <laughs> uh, 100%. The best thing is communication. That's number one. And, and recognize while one side might have a short term advantage, the reality is if you are a tenant and you're taking advantage of a space and you're not paying, eventually the landlord is going to be able to file a case and win against you. It'll take a little bit longer than it has. But they're going to win, and that's going to have an impact on you. And if you're going to try to look for another place or buy a place, and if, let's say, for example, you're in contract to buy a place, you want to be very, very careful because you're not, a, a new bank is not going to be thrilled to see that you lost a judgment in court, and that's going to come up. So that you want to be very careful about that. Um, and if you have a mortgage currently that you're behind on, definitely speak with them, as Ace has talked about, The rules have changed, Um, they've gotten better for borrowers, but what happens is sometimes if you get yourself in a position and you're so far behind and you're not in communication and you sort of have a black mark against you, what could happen is you might otherwise have qualified for a refinance that could maybe lower your payments to something more manageable and now you're in this catch-22 of having a problem with your current mortgage but you didn't handle it right. And so you can't get that lifeline for a new refinance mortgage. So it's really important to your Very customized.
3: important. And Ace, while we're on this subject, and I yeah. know you've said it every week, but you know you are up on everything, and I rely on you for anything that I need when it comes to financing or I want to know. Um, what would you suggest? What would your be your advice be for somebody who is possibly thinking of maybe moving and buying something else? Um, let's say they had, or, or they're renting and they might buy something now. Uh, what, when they have a conversation and I guess this is legal and, and when they have, if, if I have a conversation with a uh, landlord and it's, let's assume that we come to some kind of an agreement on rent and he gives me some, you know, some, uh, assistance with my rent payments for a while. Um, should I make sure I have that in writing? I mean, what are the banks going to look for? Let's say you did make a deal with your landlord and he gave you some leeway, because even though a lot of people have jobs, I find that's what's happening: is uh, people are calling me. I'm like, there's so many uncertainties. They're like, but what if I don't? So they hear that you can't get evicted, and so they they're trying to make deals. And the, and the landlords are, I, I, you know, I can't speak for all of them, but, you know, it's a, it's a tough time now and everybody's got to give a little. So I think for most part, they're trying to, if they have a good tenant, you don't want to lose a good tenant who's been paying. Hmm. Should they get something in writing? And what is the bank going to look for? If you're, if you're going to apply for a refinance now or uh, whether refinance or you possibly want to do your credit so that when you're ready to buy – and things open up a little and maybe you can see properties better. Uh, how would you how would you prepare yourself so that you're you've gotten the bank, you've gotten the OKs? Would you call just call anyone? Would you, I, you know, would you call someone you know? Uh, what are you giving advice to? And I suggest yeah. if anybody's got any questions, they really should call East because he really does give great advice and he knows what's going on. What What advice would you give to people?
4: Definitely Dottie and, and you know that situation happens quite often, right? So I would say if you're if you're wondering what can I do, what rights do I have as a tenant, you know, the the best thing that you can do is communication. The worst thing that you can do is you're hearing all of these laws being passed and you're right. just not communicating with the landlord. Because to your point, Dottie, you know, everybody is going through this. So what I would do is call the landlord and most landlords are understand their understanding of the situation, right? So either they'll say, okay, pay me half of the rent, and then we can we can make up the difference down the line when things get back to normal. But if that happens, make sure that you have it in writing, so that you can document it, and then just make sure that you're paying your payments because what the bank really looks for when they're qualifying, um, I guess borrowers and 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 candidates right it's they look at their ability to repay their debt and in a timely manner so if you work out a payment where it's half payment and you're still paying on time then the bank will take that right because they understand we're in a unprecedented times it's not something that's normal and once all of this is over we'll get back to normal so communicate with your landlord that's number one number two work out a payment schedule whatever that payment schedule is and number three have it in writing. And that's probably the best suggestion that I can give all of our listeners, you know, in regards to communicating with right, the landlord. Coming up what I was going to ask
3: it's- is if you don't have it in writing, right? And let's say you did work something out, you know, on the phone with your landlord, and then, you know, he forgets or she forgets or says yeah, they never that's, had that's it. A it's good your situation, word over right, there. Daddy,
4: so, yep. Yeah, you, you, know, you definitely need something, and, and Stephen can probably elaborate on this. But you definitely need something if you do work out a payment, because remember, you signed the lease in the beginning of the term, right? So if you do anything that rears from the lease, make sure that you have it in writing. Because Dottie's point is, the landlord somehow forgets later on <laughs> and wants to collect the old debt because you only paid half. Then you have something in writing, you know?
3: Right. And maybe if
4: I can say for the break, a clear writing.
5: And email is wonderful because you get a time date stamp on it. Uh, oh, that's great.
3: More. Maybe you could just go through that one more time after the break so that everybody knows what they have to do, if they work something out, and it's for the landlord's protection and for somebody who's renting. I don't know, just like with the bank. Same thing. We'll just, just give you those rules to, to make sure that you dot your eyes now. Right after the break, we'll be right back.
0: Balance of Nature. Changing the world one life at a time. Well, you know when I originally called in I said I was eighty seven years old and I'm walking around like an eighty seven year old guy. <laughs> I said, this can't happen. So when I started on a balance of nature, I would say within about seven days, ten days I started to feel better. I have more energy now than I can remember. I kind of reached the goal as far as I was dragging around the house and now I walk with a lot more energy. So I've heard your advertisements for years and uh I've heard the stories, and I was just saying, yeah, I think this is time for me to stop moping around the house and do something. (laughs) And it worked. I'm within about 10 days, I'm feeling much, much better. Being the fact that it's not medication and it works that well, I mean, come on. (laughs) You could sell it for something else.
4: (laughs) Seriously,
5: I thought it was going to be so horribly expensive that I couldn't afford it. And these balance of nature capsules are so reasonably priced. I mean, I am shocked. When you think about going to a store and getting all the supplements and vitamins and all the things that you need, Balance of Nature fruits and veggies are so much less expensive and so much more perfectly natural.
0: (laughs) I try to eat healthy, but there's no way I can
5: get the nutritional equivalent in my diet that I get from my balance of nature. What you
0: eat today determines the kind of cells your body's going to make tomorrow. Instead of eating,
4: you know, 15 pounds of vegetables, you can take this product. I think in the future, from taking balance of nature, my body's going to be making a lot better quality cells.
0: I'm really excited about this product. You know, you're going to get enough to make a big difference. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code the answer. Are you tired of all the garbage that Hollywood puts out? Why not redeem the time you're spending at home with your family and watch something that affirms our American values? For a limited time, you can purchase No Safe Spaces, starring Dennis Prager and Adam Carolla. Go to nosafespaces.com to stream the number one political documentary of 2019. Free speech is under attack now more than ever politicians on the left are threatening to permanently shut down churches and synagogues and we can't even open a debate about when we return to work there is no more important time to watch no safe spaces the movie that the hard left does not want you to see go to nosafespaces.com use the code save 25 to get 25 percent off your purchase that's save 25 This offer is only available for a limited time. Send the message to Hollywood that you support movies that support your values. Go to nosafespaces.com today. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or radio.com.
7: This is Greg Floyd, president of Teamsters Local 237. Join me for Reaching Out. We'll talk about the issues that matter the most to working families, union members, and everyone who cares about the future.
2: On the next Reaching Out, Greg speaks with Bronx District Attorney Darcelle Clark about criminal reform legislation and how it affects her borough. It's Reaching Out, Saturday night at 7 on AM 970, The Answer. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866 970 9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO Dottie Herman.
3: And we're back and we're listening to I on Real Estate. Our number is 866 970 9622. Please call us with any of your questions. And we're just talking about what you should do to protect yourself as a landlord and protect yourself as a someone who's renting. Um, if you make some agreement or come to some mutual agreement with your landlord, um, you don't want it to hurt your credit going forward because credit rules still, right? Um, so if there's any agreement, um, Stephen's telling us what you need to do so that you have documentation in case somebody kind of forgets some of the details. And you're saying get it in writing, and actually, get it on an email is even better?
5: Yeah, well, it's nice to have a time date stamp. Like, right, if you have some sort of note, and here's what happens um, when a lot of times landlords and tenants just work something out together, usually the two parties may not really have experience with legal documents. So sometimes they'll just grab what they see on the internet or some sort of form, and then what happens is, if things don't go smoothly, you could have a problem, right? The main purpose of any legal document is what happens if one of the parties or both of the parties um, are upset or things go bad, things go bad. So you wanna make sure A, you have a proof that it's a valid agreement. So the best is to have any kind of amendment in a very crystal clear language. You know, don't try to, if you're gonna do it yourself, don't try to necessarily throw in legal jargon, just make sure it's super clear. Have it signed because a lot of times you have in your lease that says any changes must be in writing and signed. And then I would distribute it via an email so that way you have a time date stamp. So if somebody can test the authenticity or when it happened, you have an independent third party. And and that's if when people kind of do it themselves because that does happen with a lot. Just be careful with things that you randomly find around in the Internet because there are various levels of quality.
3: Right, you know, I did find something, and it was like that. Noah Syndergaard slammed a lawsuit um, on his landlord, and he wrote, he actually tweeted, "See you in court, pal," and uh, he wrote that he plans to meet a former landlord on 600 Summer Street, which is an LLC in court, and the landlord on Thursday filed a lawsuit accusing him of skipping a 27,000 payment. 27,000 payment on a Tribeca. You know, that's a New York City penthouse. And so guard wrote, so let me get this straight, in a post he wrote on Twitter. I fairly and in good faith offered to pay two months' rent, over $50,000, to a landlord for a place. I was never going to step foot in due to a global pandemic that took a severe toll upon the residents in New York City. Gave timely notice to attempt to try and re-rent, and now lives... And now, I live in Florida for rehab, and the landlord is trying to get 250000 while leaking this story to the media. Am I a bad guy? Okay, I'll see you in court. Now, that's exactly what you want to avoid. And I'm well, not taking first, sides here because there's two sides to everything. I mean, really. What are you saying, Stephen?
5: Yeah, you well, know, first of all, you know, f- battling this on Twitter is a very bad idea because what the landlord's going to do is they're going to keep that out there. So that's number one. And number two, for someone like Noah Syndergaard, and, and full disclosure, I'm a lifelong Mets fan, um, and I wish him a, a good, healthy recovery, and I can't wait to see him back again pitching. The, um, you know, you, you don't put that you don't put that out there. You're a public figure on top of it. That doesn't help your case. Um, and, and you got to read the document because. And here's what happens, and this and this is a problem. People have differences of what's fair, right? In his mind, he's probably thinking. Oh, I paid this guy over $50,000, and he didn't even have to open up the front door for me. I'm a nice guy. What did I do wrong? But I haven't looked at his lease, but what if he signed a one-year lease where the landlord's thinking, I'm expecting to get 300000 and have this rented for a year and not think about it, and now I'm being left out in the cold? So this is where it's really important you know, that, that people read the documents first. So many times... I get this phrase, and I hear this from clients and even some agents who say, oh, but isn't it standard? Put that, put that word aside for a second. Yes, there might be things that are customary, but every deal is still unique. Your friend and their situation versus your situation may be completely different. Or even if it's 90% similar, there could be one key fact that's different. See, the first thing you've got to do is read the documents. And, and, uh, and Mr. Syndergaard should get someone, either myself or someone else, I'm sure he has plenty of attorneys, to review the document first and say, look, here's what the document says. And, and if you signed, let's say, a one-year lease, while there are some duties for landlords to mitigate the damages, the landlord can't just say, oh, I want my $300,000 and I'm not going to do anything. They have to try to relet the apartment. The reality is given the current environment, they're probably going to have a problem. And economically, they, they would then be do more. So you always got to look at the document before going to Absolutely. Conclusion.
3: Um and, and, and I think um, absolutely there's no place to try to, like, litigate that on Twitter. Uh, but I just want to say that when you're listening to numbers or news, and I think we've all learned that you listen to the news and every day it's something different. Okay, all right. so I necessarily don't really believe everything I hear, and I think that, you know, in all fairness to everyone, this, is, this hit us, and we really weren't prepared for it, and no one really has dealt with it before, so, you know, everyone tried to do their best, and I think that... In all fairness, you know they started giving money out to to help people right away, and obviously I don't believe that they checked anything at the time. They just said if you need, you know, if you need assistance, you can call. So, you know, you know, you really have to just take a stop. And if you don't need, if you if you're okay and you can afford it, and you're really not in financial uh, straits, please don't don't take advantage and hurt the people that really do need it. And um, if you do come to some type of an agreement, put it in writing, as Stephen said, and A said, and you don't want to end up in court. I mean, that's the last place you want to end up. So uh, both sides try to work something out. And you know what I find that sometimes when you're negotiating, like I think I'm a great negotiator, except when it comes to myself. So I think that if you have to negotiate something when it's yours or you're renting it or you own it or it's pers it becomes personal and people start to get sided and then, you know, somebody gets stubborn in negotiation and says, oh, well, F you and I'm not doing anything now. Okay. I mean, I had that with one of my friends who asked me, oh, can you call up, it was somebody that I knew who was a pretty big landlord, and said, can you see if you can get any discount, uh, like, just for a little bit, because my business is not, you know, where it should be at all. And it was an expensive rental. And I did call, and before I said anything, he said, and tell your friend. She already came to me, and I said no. Be- you know, there's a, a different side to everything, and everyone has... Like you said, what their perception of what they think is fair. And if you look at landlords, again, they have bills to pay. Nobody really gave them, I don't think. I'm not really too much uh, aid. So if you can work it out, get it in writing, get that email – Um, I always find that if you have to negotiate, sometimes it's really better to call an attorney and take a little money and do that so that it's not personal and you're not getting into he said, she said, or sometimes even when we're negotiating prices. You know, if you don't know how to negotiate, and by the way, let me say this. If you are looking for a real estate broker, one of the best skills that really goes unnoticed is how well they can negotiate. Because the idea of a successful negotiation, I know I've done some shows on that, um, whether it's in business or at home, is both sides need to win. It can't be like I win and you lost everything. You know, there's got to be two winners. Both people have to feel comfortable with that. So if you can get an attorney to, to negotiate, I just always think that when you're negotiating for yourself personally, it's not as effective and and, and most people I know try not to if they can help it. So I I would give you that advice. But I think that I was talking about numbers and we were talking about numbers and these are numbers that are coming out. The city's going up. This place is going up. We're all starting to reopen. Now I want to just give you a little information about numbers because the numbers are probably correct. Um, The homebuyers have been altering their buying and selling plans, and so 48%, now these are national numbers, so they're not about New York. I'm just telling you nationally, 48% of homeowners stopped, stopped their selling. They were selling, and they took their homes off the market due to the virus in April. So obviously, you don't have those transactions because people felt, I don't want to show my property. I feel unsafe showing it. So a lot of people took their homes off the market. In New York City, a lot of buildings wouldn't even allow it. Um, So you have people that had plans to sell, and when this hit, they were not comfortable, which I can understand, with people coming in their home. And then they say 97%, that's a huge number, 97% of buyers in April either paused or canceled, or adjusted their buying and selling plans due to the virus. So you have people that were in the market that are online, they're still looking virtually, but they have really said, you know, we're just going to wait and see what happens, and then we'll continue. So you might be seeing a very pent-up demand of people that actually, of people that took their homes off the market so that there's less supply now. And buyers who were actually looking but said, you know what, with this virus, we're just going to adjust our buying plans and we're just going to wait a little bit. So, uh, obviously, you have less on the market and less demand right now. And that could change as we go further down the road and we start to open up things and we st- hopefully we get a, uh, a vaccine. So... You know, then so it, it's kind of trip tricky, um, and a twenty three percent of people. These are national numbers. We moved their home from the market period. Just said, you know what, forget it. I am. Uh, I'm just not going to sell now. Uh, they just and 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 home buyers just canceled their purchasing plans and said, you know what, until I know better, until I'm a little more certain about where things are going, I'm just going to just halt my plans. So you have a lot of people in limbo. They're They're kind of, you know, not selling, not buying. And you kind of had a whole pause in the economy in in a sense. So obviously, if you listen to economists, some predict that we're going to have a surge of people, all these backlog of people that put off their buying plans and a backlog of uh, sellers who put off their selling plans. And, you know, some predict it will be the, end of this year. Some people will be, it'll be next year. Some people think it'll be further out than that. And I don't think anyone really knows. And I think it really depends a lot on A, us getting a vaccine that people feel they can feel safe and B, how the economy comes back, you know, really how, how businesses can open up and, and, and how quickly they can recover from this. And uh, so there's a lot of uncertainties, but there will eventually, I can tell you this, eventually there'll be a pent up demand and a pent up a demand for buyers and for inventory. Uh, now, of the people that were thriving said they currently are receiving unemployment benefits and um, ACE. So with banks, even if I have a job now, let's say I apply for a refinance or apply for a mortgage and I have currently have a job now behind their minds, the banks say, well, you know, this person has a job. They've been looking, you know, they've been working X amount of years. However, who knows if their company is going to come back and they're going to lay off more people? What are the banks doing when it comes to that? Like if somebody does have a job?
4: Yeah, and that's um, that's that's actually um, a lot of transactions that we have in the pipeline, right, Dottie? So we've discussed, you know, what can we do? And basically, if someone's furloughed and we know that they're going to come back, what we've done is we've suspended their loan, but we kept but we kept it in our pipeline. So we've just extended it for them for free. So, when they do come back, that's when we'll continue to underwrite the file. So, if someone's been working, but let's say their company is, you know, was mandated to close down, but we know that they're coming back, we just want to see how the company comes back and if their pay is the same, then what we do is we just suspend the file, we don't cancel it, and we just hold on to it until until um, they come back to work and then we just approve it and then um, they can close, you know, so we are working with our clients. um, And, you know, it's, it's one of those things where there's no exact playbook for this, right? Dottie, this has never happened before in the history of the U S. So everybody's really coming together and, and trying to do the best that that the banks can for the clients and things of that nature, but still making sure that we're not approving loans where we shouldn't be. Right. So, you know, I think it was right. a great compromise, where we're not declining the client, but we're just holding on to the file, and then when they come back to work, we just go ahead and approve it. So,
3: right, and I think, but that's important to know, um, because if you're a bank or you're lending money to someone, um, you might there's too many there's a lot of uncertainties. What if the person loses correct. their job? What if the company takes them back when they reopen, but they cut their pay? Mm-hmm. which so we're going to finish that up. Um, so I think that's great that Citizen's doing that. I just want to go through that again because I do believe a lot of people are going to continue as soon as this thing starts to you know, clear off. We'll be right back where we're listening to Iron Real Estate and we will giving you all the things that you need to know to make the decisions that you have to do today. But we'll be right back. 366 970 trip. Right back in the break.